This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Check, 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 one, two, check. One, three, four. What? <laughs> <laughs> Act casual. Hey, Chip. Hi. What's going on? You know, just updating my calendar. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> As you what do. What a second we start recording. Chip's like, what Back can I work. do on my computer? Back to work. <laughs> How many emails can I check? Is my Dropbox looking? Oh, my looking? God. <laughs> How's that Dropbox looking? <laughs> Um, well, what's been going on this week? You actually, you actually told me a really cool story yesterday and I was like, you should tell it on at casual because I think that's a really good update for Chip's life. Oh yeah. So, well, first of all, the sun came out. So hallelujah. Well, also it's like 66 degrees. Everyone in Nashville is like we're living. Yeah, we're living. (laughs) Absolutely. Did you see that meme yesterday? I forget what, um, it's like one of the Nashville like blog memes. It's like what it's like in Nashville right now. And it was a guy laying by his like backyard privacy fence. (laughs) and um you know the sun is at such an angle where it's like he's half in the shade where there's still some snow right and the other half like from his waist down he's in the sun so he's like wearing shorts from the waist down but wearing a winter jacket on the like laying it's like some version of business in the front party in the back but like the sun and the snow it literally was snow a snowstorm last week we're sweating every day snowpocalypse I'm looking outside the window right now. I'm and in it's, a short sleeve shirt. Yeah, like, it's comfy, you know? It's, I know, getting gearing um, up for Sledapalooza. But, I mean, this plays into the weather, too. So, I had an experience this week that was really um, sort of just eye-opening and um, heartwarming at the same time. Um, so, Lindsay L., who I manage, was um, asked to um, do a private performance on the rooftop of a hotel in town called the Bobby Hotel. And of course I was a little worried. I was like on the rooftop, like, but it ended up being like one of those 65 degree days and it stayed nice at, in the evening. I was, you know, a little bit of a bite, but the people, it was for Samford medical and Samford medical is like a chain of hospitals, like in the Dakotas and Minnesota and sort of like the mid Northwest and, um, they, Minnesota and they surprised 20 of their like frontline workers um, with a trip to Nashville yeah. and it was like full of like they you know they 
literally the week before they got called into their boss's office because all their bosses are who like recommended them. And it was from across like all the hospitals. Yeah. Um, they were called into their boss's office and given a piece of luggage that um, when they opened it, it said like, you've been given this trip. It didn't say where it was, but it said you have 24 hours to accept it. Oh my gosh. And like it's they so were give- exciting. It's so exciting. Like, especially and during a pandemic. Right. Where you probably have not, especially not the a day workers, off. They haven't had a day off. Right. They definitely haven't had a vacation. Right. So they, um, they had 24 hours to accept it. They were given the time off. So that wasn't an issue. It was like whether or not you could find care for your kids or whatever. Right. Or even want to travel. Yeah. So um, everyone accepted it. Avi. <laughs> um, and they were, they were then flown to Nashville. Like they didn't know where they were going until they got to the airport. They didn't? Yeah. You and didn't a tell lot, me that part. And, and the cool thing is, is like none of them knew each other before yeah. this, you know, because they're all coming from different regions. So they were flown to Nashville then, and put up at a hotel and they were doing like whiskey tasting. And then the first night, Lindsay did a surprise concert after their dinner on the rooftop. And then yesterday they went, um, they did a bunch of stuff and then they got a, a private tour of the Opry. Yeah. And uh, they got a private performance with Lady Annabella at the Opry House, which is so amazing. Fun. And so anyway. Um, Isn't it Lady A? Excuse me. You. Oh yeah, sorry. I'm so used. To, it's Lady. <laughs> I know. Um, and part like when we were prepping for the show, they gave us like these sheets about every person that was there, so we could read their history and what they do at for the hospital. And um, everyone sort of had like a mantra at the bottom of their thing. And like there were people. There was this one woman. She she's worked for Sanford for less than a year. Yeah. And, um, one week she was hired to do something like, I can't remember specifically, but they were like, Hey, we need you to help like build the COVID center. Jesus. She was uh, her like, second week work. of work. Yeah. You know, and she was awesome. And what was um, the quote from the guy that you, so there me? was this one guy, his name was Adrian and his, um, his mantra was, and he even he I'll preface it like the way he prefaced it. He said, this might sound grim, but bear with me for a second. Though you're the worst day of your life will only be 24 hours. Yeah. And it just sort of gut punched all of us because it was so um, inspiring, really. Like because we are as human beings, we are so resilient, but we're also so inclined to think that like we can't get through something. Mm-hmm. And if you can just fight like that worst day will be over soon. This too shall pass. I said that to you when you said it. Yeah. I loved that story too because when you were talking to me, I could see the excitement in your voice and just like the positive thing that it brought for you, like mentally, emotionally. And I think right now we're specifically all kind of looking for those positive looks at life and things to be grateful for again. That's a lot of what happened in my week too and I'll share in a minute. But um, but yeah, like I love, and it's also helping the people that have really, really helped the world yeah. this year. I can't, you know, in talking with them, it was like, so I thought of something that I hadn't really thought of, like the mental toll that it takes on these people. Like, right. yes, it is their job and they are trained to, to do this. And I talked to them about it and it was like, they learn very quickly to put up a wall mm-hmm. because not everyone's going to live, you know, whether it's COVID or whatever, you know, people come in with emergencies all the time. And they have to do that because at a right. certain point, they also have to go home and cook dinner for their kids. Yeah, you can't take it with you. You can't take it with you. And one of the um, women reminded me in our conversation, she was like, you know, I know a lot of people go into the doctor's office and they leave like disappointed because the doctor or the nurse or the person at the front counter or whoever like maybe didn't have the best bedside manner or wasn't as cheery as you would want them to be. But you have to remember that like, 
maybe the person in the room next door, they just had to deliver the news that like you're terminal or your mother's going to die or something like that. Like these doctors and nurses and frontline workers, like they have to deal with really heavy stuff all the time. So like lifting your mood is not necessarily on the priority list. And it was just like, wow, like how selfish are we that we expect that like that our happiness ha- it rely it li- lays in the hands of like our doctors and nurses like well, does- our health is in their hands sure. yeah um but our happiness isn't and mm. I, it was just like really eye opening to hear that because i think that like we put a lot of pressure on them we walk sure. in and we think our problems are worse than everybody's and fix me the fastest and these people are dealing with like on an everyday level dealing with like heavy stuff so you know i think hug hug your doctor or hug your nurse next time you see them because it's we need to remind ourselves that like it's their job is really hard well, and heavy. Yeah. And it's also, I think one of the big lessons I took out of 2020 is just the reminder of how human we all are. And I think that's sort of still happening, especially with this like cancel culture stuff that's going on. And like you say one wrong thing and people want to be done with you. And the reality is it's like, no, we all say wrong things all the time. And yes, some of them are terrible. Right. But if we aren't going to give someone the, the, what's the word the grace of just like you're human and you get another shot I I don't know like I can't buy into that and I hear a lot of that in this story too of just you know maybe they didn't do the best job that day at cheering you up but who knows you never know what someone else is going through so Yeah. yeah, yeah everyone's human so that's a really good one I liked that um my week was Interest in totally not in the way of like helping other people. So <laughs> this is all about me. But, um, <laughs> but I have really like, I mean, I don't feel like I've completely quit working over the last year, but I hit something like something happened where like a lot of stuff felt like it was falling apart. And then I just realized how much I've been working the last couple of years and the burnout was like so severe that I just like could not work. Working to work, really? Yeah, I was just working to work. And then once it kind of stopped because of the pandemic, it makes you step back and go, wait, what do I actually want to be doing and all of this stuff, you know? And so I've really been in this back and forth for, I think this whole time with COVID, I think I've gone through some depression with it and just kind of being like, what do I want in my life? What's my purpose? Just all of those questions that I think we all hit at some point. Um, but (laughs) this week I, it's like the simple things have started to come back and like, I got to go to set one day and I worked a full photo shoot and then I literally went to the airport and got on a plane to go to another job in Denver. And I was like, Oh my God, like, what is this? It was so exciting, but it was the way that my life used to be all the time. So much so to the point where I was so jaded, you know, and just kind of like exhausted and just, Oh, I have a shoot tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, I gotta go to Denver, you know? And like, (laughs) so I went to Denver with jerks and, um, we literally were there for a day and for this like job that lasted, it was like an hour and a half that I worked. Like it really wasn't that long, but doing it, I I was getting in the car and his manager looked at me and she was like, I'm on fucking fire right now. I just worked for 30 minutes and we were both, I was like, I literally haven't had that much energy in over it's a year. Cr- it's so exhilarating. Oh my God. I And I finally felt like a little bit like myself again, right. you know, and I hate that I put so much weight into what I do as like part of my identity. Um, but I do feel like it's a little separate from that now in just that I can look at the people that I work with 
the things that I get to do, just like how I can make people feel better or anything that I can do to contribute gives me some sort of purpose. Right. And it's like now you can look at it like, wait a minute, I do this because it fills me up. Mm -hmm. Like you're not doing it because you feel like you need to be doing it. Like you're doing it because you want to be doing it. Oh my God. I was just so excited to have the opportunity to do my job, you know? And then like, it's that thing too, where you haven't done something in so long that you're like, do I even know how to do this anymore? (laughs) And then I did it and I was like, yeah, I am. (laughs) (laughs) And it just gave me a little boost, you know, that I just, I went home and I was telling my boyfriend about it and I was just like, he was like, God, you just seem like you just are on fire right now. You're you have like this, skipping like, up the driveway. Oh, I legit was like, what up? <laughs> um, I just came sauntering in, you know, like all of a sudden I like have this swagger. <laughs> but it just, it gave a little pep in my step. And so I was just so grateful for that opportunity this week. And then just kind of carrying that over into the rest of hopefully the year, you know, hopefully things start to pick back up for everybody. Cause I know there's a lot of people in our business specifically just feeling that and yeah. needing that thing that you like have a reason to get up every day and go do something. Yeah. Like it just, it gave me a whole new sense of gratitude for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think overall it just feels like, and I don't know if it's this way in every industry, but it feels like we're about to turn a corner and so. that's so like, wood. yeah, knock on wood. Um, it's that it just is an uplifting sort of thing. And I, like, I'm hoping that like what we're feeling personally, other people are feeling too, too, because I think if it's a collective sort of uprising, positivity, of positivity, and, yeah. then like energy that will sort of manifest it in the world. Um, and you know, look, more and more people are getting vaccinated. I'm getting it tomorrow. I heard this. Yeah. So, um, you know, it just like it like it's I've got a renewed sense of hope. And yeah. I and I think that, like it feels like talking to you and talking to some other friends, like it's kind of where everyone is. And maybe that has something to do with like it spring is around the corner, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know, we're coming out of just like a cold winter. So Mercury retrograde's over. Yeah. Nothing's in retrograde right now. I know, I like which I is interesting. Yeah. There's still like a little if we're gonna get real technical oh. with it. Here I go. He just rolled his eyes so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a little shadow phase of the Mercury retrograde, but it's fading out. Okay, good. So yeah. It, well, that, I just, should, that makes me feel positive. I think none of us are I, I this is what I've been the conversations I've been having. A lot of us don't realize the weight of what we've been carrying, there's the stress. Like, is it going to be financially? Okay. Will I ever go back to work? Will I lose this client? Whatever it looks like in your life or like the frontline workers being under so much pressure that they can't even breathe, right. you know, they're and taking so, on jobs that they didn't even like apply for. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So I think maybe that's some of what we're feeling too, is maybe some of that lifting, some of the pressure right. and it just the shit we've been carrying. Yeah. So I yeah. hope so. I loved your positive story. I also had a positive week. So yeah, here good. we are. It feels good. Speaking of feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Ugh. Well, okay. this uh, this I mean I feel uh, like <laughs> I this could go down um, in history like you either do. really good or bad but I'm I'm leaning in. Well, I'm leaning in. You don't really have a choice at this point. <laughs> but the other thing is is like once you put something out there like you can't take, you it, can't back. take it back. So that's whatever. where I'm like whatever we're both about to do that. But we want to have a moment for the a casual moment of the week which actually happened last week yes. during the recording. Of our at casual episode. And I'm just going to set the scene for We're you guys. Zoom, yeah. We were on Zoom because it was snowpocalypse here, which is just insane to think about looking out the window right now. But um, we just couldn't get to each other. And so we're on Zoom. 
And it's a little harder to read each other's energy, which we've talked about. And like, you know, sometimes we'll talk over each other and there's all these things going. And I was on a rant about only God knows what, (laughs) but waxing poetic. I mean, I'm sure. (laughs) And I thought that you were just really interested in what I was saying because you were super quiet on the other end. And I'm just like, oh, he's really feeling this too because here I go. You know, like, (laughs) I'm just just like, you just keep vamping. I'm just totally just going and going and going. And finally, I think I took a breath where you could get a word in and you looked at me. Uh, you know what? Let me just, I'm just going to play the clip. Okay. Should we just do oh, that? Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, sure. Trusting our government too much. Hey, can we hit pause for one quick sec? Yeah. I'm li- Don't use this in the show, but I'm about to shit my pants because of this drink. Oh, no. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So. Tell us what was going I, on. Look, I thought about, because, you know, I asked Kelly last week. I was like, can we just edit that out? And But I thought about it, and I was like, you know, we talk about on this on this podcast all the time, like, openness and communication, and, like, we're here to, <laughs> like, we're your friends. Like, you know, this is just friends having conversation. And I'm Absolutely. like, then why would I lie about that? You, you know, like, why would I? People. Well, look, I also have a confession. I actually did shit my pants. <laughs> Just you did a, not tell me that. I know, because I was embarrassed. But like, the more I thought about like the honesty of like even playing the clip, and you guys, this this is a mic drop moment because I did not tell Kelly I was gonna do this. Like, this is me like being like, oh, this is gonna feel really good about being fully <laughs> honest. Like, I shit my pants a little bit. I did. The funniest part was in my question on my outline. I was gonna ask you, have you ever shit your pants? So <laughs> well, the answer there's is the yes. truth. And the thing is, is I only told two people i told my sister and my sister's best friend because she's kind of like my sister too uh-huh. and then i get a text <laughs> from my niece because I, I was like oh my god this happened today and like kelly was talking i had to sit in it for a second <laughs> I, I get i get a text from my 12 year old niece that says you just sat in it and i was like <laughs> oh, my sister and her big mouth and then i got a text from another friend of my sister's that referenced it and i texted my sister and i was like I am never telling you a secret ever again. Like you literally cannot yeah. keep your mouth shut. And all she sent back was like the crying laughing emoji for times. I thought you were going to say she sent back the shit emoji. No, I mean, she just like, did the crying obviously. laughing. She's like, ha ha, fuck you. <laughs> so, Wait, so it I wasn't have... like I was, it was just like, okay, I'm going to set up the scene too. Like I drank, the reason why I told my sister is because she's like super into keto so, Which you've talked about how you have right. been a big, big, big right. keto advocate the last couple of weeks. So when we get on the podcast, he's sipping on this shake. It's a slim fast like meal replacement shake, slim and it fast, says it has MCT oil in it. And I didn't oh, know what that MCT? was, you so I wanted to ask this? my sister what MCT oil is and like wh- how it affects things. You should and, have just said this from the get go. Right. So I, I do bulletproof coffee, so I do that every morning. Culprit. And literally, when I first started, I mean, it's like you will shit your pants. Yeah. If you have you can't and you can't have you have to kind of ease your stomach into oh, well, how much you can the, digest. And the crazy thing is, is like I, so when I bought it, it was a four pack. This was my last one. I had not had that reaction to it. But I guess that morning, like or huh. that day, it just rocked. And maybe because I hadn't eaten anything all day, 
So and that was, was like the first thing I consumed. Uh-huh. And I think it was just like I had there was nothing to hold it back. Man. But luckily, like it was not like a terrible situation. It was like where I could like get in shape. I mean, I think when I came back to the Zoom, I was probably just only wearing fresh underwear. Well, like- okay, that's what I was gonna ask you. I have a couple questions. One, did you were you thinking you were about to fart and then it was No, more of a it was shart? like one of those you know when you're driving your car and you've got to go really bad and you're getting closer to home mm-hmm. and you're just like you like can't even breathe because you feel like the wrong exhale it was one of those moments where and i was trying not to show my like do it on my face well you obviously weren't because i was like no so i didn't think it was it was like i knew what was about to happen you but you couldn't interrupt me full terror yeah i couldn't um the other question i had is when you got up what did you do what was your protocol you just went to the bathroom i had to run straight i had to run straight to the bathroom because i literally had you had to go again i had to go um and then i you know cleaned up as fast as i could because i'd get back and finish the change my clothes um so i earlier first before i knew you actually shit your pants (laughs) i was like what are some funny tangents that we could go on about this topic of poop so i googled what do you do if you accidentally poop your pants this is just randomly thank god i was at home i'm not gonna say i haven't done that too (laughs) like (laughs) i feel like every like every adult does like i was i was very fortunate that i was at home like what if I was sitting right here, you know? Well, then I would, I would have, have like, had to sit in it. Oh, <laughs> man. That's like, I feel like that's some sort of t-shirt is like, I sat in it yeah. or something. We got to have. Made, you know that like, you made that bed, you lie in it. You <laughs> shit those pants, you sit in them. It's like our new underwear that's, Here line. we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's got like a diaper liner that you can like insert. Oh, gross. So I, so when I Google, what do you do if you accidentally poop your pants? <laughs> Oddly, there are a million articles with tips on how to like, one, clean out your pants. Like this one is, what would you do if you pooped your pants at work? And it's like, wrap the soiled underwear in toilet tissue and or place it in a plastic bag to discard it in a waste bin outdoors. If you can't reach the outdoors, bury it in the restroom waste bin. Since the underwear will generally catch the brunt of the damage, the pants should be recoverable. They may just be damp. Oh, <laughs> then that other, word damp. It's kind of like moist. <laughs> I mean, there's all these things. It's like, so you pooped your pants in public. Now what? It's one article. So you pooped your pants. Seven steps to cleaning up. <laughs> I pooped my pants. Hear what it's like living with IBS. Ooh, that one, you know. That's yeah, IBS is a different, a whole totally different, different deal. Um, but I think it's hilarious that there's tips on how to like clean what your pants. to do. It is pretty disgusting. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, I know how to deal with it. Like from dealing with kids, right, shit, but right. you're like, Oh my God, what happened for me was, <laughs> see, why am I going here now? <laughs> We're just going to be <laughs> in this it's together. A, it's an honesty just, room, it's you a, know? Yeah. It, this is what's amazing is like when you are honest with your friends about mm-hmm. things. Everyone's like, oh, I did that. Yeah. It's like then you realize like, why was I keeping this a secret? We're all humans that shit our pants. I sometimes. really hope that we get a lot of stories after this about pooping your pants stories. I had just gotten over a stomach bug and was going to work and it was a photo shoot. And I was like feeling good. Finally, like I was out of the window of the virus and feeling better. So I'm dressed. I load in my car. Um, at this time I lived in a condo. So I was like the third floor up. And so, but I was already in my car. So I thought that I just had to pass gas <laughs> and literally it was more than that. And so then I'm like, Oh my God, cause I'm going to be late for work, but I have to run up the stairs 
change everything. It was mortifying. So then I'm like texting the photographer and I'm like, hey, I'm running 10 minutes behind. So sorry, traffic's terrible. So when I get there, of course, it's one of those days where they're like, Oh, where'd you hit traffic? And they start start asking me all these questions. And what am I? What am I going to do? I'm oh, sorry, you guys. Actually, I just shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was pretty, pretty embarrassing. Do you remember that SNL skit? Oops, I crap my pants. No, but tell me. <laughs> it was like an adult undergarment like ad, and it was like elderly people. that was like, oops, I crap my pants. <laughs> I also, my favorite advertisement ever made was yeah. for Kmart a few years ago. And it was about like their online shipping department, like that you could ship anything. Sure. But the way that they like wrote it was so brilliant. It was like, um, it was like, I can ship my pants. And it's like an old lady being like, I just ship my nighty. <laughs> I just ship my drawers. Like it was like, it was, they were saying shipped, but it's uh, like, it sounded like shit. shit. And I could, I literally could watch that commercial oh every God. day. That was a real commercial. Yeah. No wonder Kmart went out of business. <laughs> I know. They, I mean, I feel like it was just, they were a little late. Oh, and one of the guy goes, I just shipped my bed. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's on YouTube. You have to oh Google it. Oh my God. It. Please, let's look that up. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. 
the other thing I googled was what do you do if you need to poop in public? Because a lot of people have a serious fear. Phobia, yeah. yeah, it's a phobia. Um, this WebMD actually has a full article about tips to ease your fear of pooping in public places. I don't really have this issue. No, if I have to go, I have to go. I mean, look, I hate it when you are like, oh my God, this bathroom is just... Dis- or it's like a lot of people are in there. I'm like, yeah. I'm not doing it. I would yeah. rather shit my pants. Yeah. My boyfriend will come home from work and like mm-hmm. to go to the bathroom. He lives close to his office, but like like if I'm in there in the morning, sometimes he comes back and I'm like, what are you... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's so funny. It's, it's like, at what point do we shift... To being embarrassed about pooping, like to where we're not. My my like five year old, four year old niece is like, I just pooped. You know, like it's a right. thing that like, or they'll be like, I have to poop, and I would never say that. Now I'd be like, I gotta go pee. Like I'm not, and there's no shame in, there's no like weird shame in right. like I gotta go pee. I feel like with pooping, it smells bad yeah. and so maybe it's like a gross factor. Yeah. So people are kind of like, uh, oh. but it's like, but I, people think farts are funny. I mean, but I'm not going to, like, go fart around a That's guy. True. Like, it's just, true. you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't even really fart around my boyfriend. Yeah. It slipped out every now and again, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it happens. Like, we're human. That's the well, thing that's, is, like, yeah. we're human. So I'm trying to, I figured if this would be me normalizing pooping your pants. Well, that's, like, a, actually an interesting point, too. When you first start dating someone, you're so embarrassed about that. Like, it's, like, you, it's that easing. And the first time you actually, I'll like. I have a story. Hey, oh, God, his eyes just one. lit up. Are it's you going to really tell everybody or is this for after? Yeah, I'll tell it. Okay, let's hear it. So this is I lived I lived in Los Angeles and I was dating this guy and it was like kind of early on and right. um I'd gone over to his house I hadn't spent the night at his house yet and um I certainly hadn't pooped at his house right and we'd had dinner and I feel like it was like there was like it was like a greasy dinner or something I can't remember and I stayed pretty late and I was like oh I gotta go home because like my dog's at home and. And I got in the car to drive home and he lived probably <laughs> told like, me this story. he lived probably like 20 minutes from me. Uh-huh. And so it was like late at night and like on a weekday too. So there weren't like a lot of people out and I get like halfway from his house to my house and my stomach does that like <laughs> thing yeah, where I'm like, oh my God. And it's like, I like, it was a panic sweat immediately because yeah. I knew that like, I wasn't going to make it. In either direction. It was like, probably similar to what you looked like last week. Totally. <laughs> and I was like, one of those things where I was like, I can't call him back to be like, hey, have you gone to bed already? Like, right. I need to turn around and come back to your house and like explode. <gasps> and um, I reached full on panic mode. I was like, I literally said out loud, what am I going to do? And then so I like found this. And there's no like back roads in Los Angeles. You know, right. they're all like, it's all this big, huge residential sort of patchwork right so i found this like street and i pulled over and literally just like shit in a storm drain and i had i had a t-shirt in the trunk of my car that i used and and it was like trash collection night so i just threw my t-shirt in someone's trash can and like prayed that no one saw me do it what if there was a camera like on the street i'm sure i mean now like with ring cameras there's no escaping so i get back in my car and i drive home and literally four minutes later my stomach went and i go i literally go not again, God, <laughs> not again. And I had to pull over. I had to do it again. I had to do it twice on the way Did home. Did you have anything to wipe with? Yeah, I had a beach towel. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know you were going to lose that like, beach I'm towel. Like, thank God 
Thank so no God one like walked it. by walking their dog or something <laughs> late at night. You know? You're like, like, don't mind me. So embarrassing. Could you imagine if you looked out your window and were like, someone's shitting, shitting in your shitting storm, in drain? storm drain? <laughs> no, I can't. Yeah. So now that I've embarrassed myself to thousands of listeners. But you know what, Chip? Everybody poops. Everybody poops. Just like poops. we said. I mean, this is, I tell my boyfriend's kids this all the time because they're enough old. I mean, they're six and eight, almost nine and seven, and they they have the embarrassment piece of like, or like when I go to the bathroom, they're like, I think Kelly was pooping. Yeah. You know, it's like that kind of thing. And I'm like, guys, everybody poops. Everybody and so, poops. And Cause I just like for them too, with girls, I feel like with specifically with girls, like guys like go around farting and like talking about shit all the time. And like, we're supposed to not do that. Right. And like, I'm like, I've I'm actually heard guys too. be like, girls poop. Oh, like, that's such an old, get I over know. it. Get that over is just it. so stupid. It's like, if they don't, something's wrong with them. <laughs> yeah, so, seriously, they might need to see the doctor. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to like, get the girls just kind of more used to the idea that like, you don't need to go around announcing it, but like also like you don't need to feel shame because your body is functioning properly. Right. Yeah. It's called digestion. Yeah. It's actually a good <laughs> thing. So anyway, no shame in your game. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. I mean, I feel like you handled it very casually. Right. You acted very casual. I mean, as casual as you could sitting in your own shit. Right. You know? <laughs> oh God. And, and I was in the shower yesterday and I was like, I'm going to tell Kelly the truth. And it's like this weight lifted, you know? Because I was like, next thing I know, my sister's going to have it on Facebook and no, you'll see, yeah. someone will see it. I was, I was like, I might no as well shit. just come clean. Yeah, that's so, hilarious. Ha ha, Jenny. Joke's on you. Joke's on you, Because Jenny. you can't tell my secret anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I took it back. Uh, you're only as sick as your secrets, right. they say. So good right. for you for yeah. just owning it. It feels good. So <laughs> thank you to all of my friends out there listening that's not, uh, that are not going to judge me. You know what? And send your shit stories. Yeah. And let's, let's keep normalizing this. Yeah. Please tell us yeah. when you pooped your pants. <laughs> 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 all right. Now it's time for the listener question of the week. This one, I died. First of all, it's long. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but thank God. I mean, I, it's a really good one, and it's it's very interesting. And I, again, I feel like we need the full story. So right. here we go. This comes from Billy, who is a woman. Um, and she said, Hi, Kelly and Chip. Love your podcast so much. I'm really wanting to get your take on my situation. Yes, I know you want emails to be kept short and to the <laughs> point, but this is not going to be one of those. Sorry. I love that she just calls me out. She's yeah. like, Bitch, please read my email, okay? Um, she goes, I met my fiance almost five years ago. We immediately hit it off and started dating what I thought was exclusively. I was very upfront with him that I don't do casual sex relationships. So if that isn't what he wanted, we needed to just be friends. He was good with that, or so I thought. Right from the beginning, he told me he had an ex-wife, two kids with her, and a baby mama, one with her, and that they were very particular about who was around the kids. Okay, I know the ex-wife and she approves, so you just need to make sure that the baby mama is okay with it. The first couple of years were off and on. He quote unquote didn't want to get attached. His son's mom, who is the baby mama, not the ex-wife, okay. will never let me have, this is in quotes, will never let me have another woman around him, so why bother? But anyway, we kept going. I became very close with his daughters, and he finally asked me if he could, if I could see myself moving in with him, and I said I did. The baby mama gave him an ultimatum at this point. If we aren't going to be together, I'm taking our son and moving literally across the country. He told her they weren't, and she made plans to move, which she did. At this point, I was staying with him basically all the time, but there were things that I didn't feel like he was being open with me about. He always kept his phone on silent. It was never out of his hand, basically. If the son or his mom called, he would either send it to voicemail or only talk to them in the other room or on his drive home from work. When I would bring it up, he would say that he didn't want to make me feel uncomfortable. December... 
of 2020, I guess. I think she missed something here, but in December, he proposed. I was so happy. I had no idea it was coming. He invited all of our friends out to dinner and took me to one of my favorite places. He said we would plan for a wedding a year from then, but that was short-lived. Within a couple of hours of proposing, he asked me to keep it on the down low until he could tell his son's mom. He needed to do it his way because she didn't know we were together. What the actual fuck? I could not believe it, but I also know how much of a pain in the ass she can be. So I said, okay, here we are, February of 2021, and he still hasn't told her. I have stopped wearing my ring. He broke my heart, and he doesn't understand. He feels like I'm wrong for wanting him to just do it and deal with the fallout. I don't understand what the fallout could be. Why does it matter to her? Am I wrong to think something else is going on here? That even from across the U.S., there is something happening between them. I should also mention he hasn't seen his son in over a year. And when he was there last, I moved out of the house to keep him from knowing. I love this man and his kids, but I don't know if I can keep this up. Also, just a side note, he had just last month changed his relationship status to in a relationship, which pissed me off, by the way. And we have never had any pics together on social media. Sorry, this is long, but I would appreciate your thoughts. Well, my first thought is shame on that baby mama for using that child as a pawn. Absolutely. Like, and I, it's, I wish that the fiance, boyfriend, whatever we're calling him, had the balls to take her to court before she could move out of the state. Right. Because, I don't understand how that works. Cause that usually, yeah, I mean, I guess if the state hasn't intervened in any way, then I guess if like, they weren't ever married. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think as, if the court hasn't like gotten involved in some way, then she's probably free to take the kid wherever she wants, you know, because then the precedent has been set. But if he had gone, taken her to court and said, hell no, you're not leaving this state. Right. Then um, he probably would have had a little bit more sort of like legal leeway. Um, And now, you know, it's like, look, I understand a father like being like, look, I love you, but I have to choose my kid. And this woman's making it really difficult. Like, so I think like, and obviously we're not involved on this on the day to day. All we have is sure. this, this email, but like, I feel like there has to be a little bit of understanding that like, he doesn't know what this like wild card woman is going to do, but it is his kid. Like, so he's not really nece- I'm hoping he's not choosing. It probably feels like he's choosing this woman over his fiance. Yeah. But when it's like really what he's doing is trying to choose his kid, but he doesn't, this is like unprecedented for him. Um, that said, he needs to man up and tell this woman, I'm in love. I'm happy. Because at the end of the day, like, what kind of example do you want to set for your boy? Like, right. you know, that like, it's okay, like, for there to be weirdness in your life. But I love this woman and she's going to be my wife and she's going to be your stepmom. And it doesn't matter what your mom says. Like, I love you. Right. And I feel like that's, he just needs to man up and deal with it because he's going to lose it all. He's going to lose his fiance. He's going to lose his son. He's going to lose it all if he doesn't just man up and be a good dad. Yeah. I mean, I I actually agree with you. Like she, I think, was asking us, do we think there's something going on? And I don't get the vibe of like there's fishy business. What I know about men, and I know this specifically too from my own personal experience with dating someone with kids, they're constantly just trying to keep the peace. Right. So like whatever that looks like, like when she was talking about the phone calls in the other room, well, like sometimes like I've had to learn to let go and be like, can you take that in the other room? Cause like I will get triggered about certain conversations right. or I'm like, why would you say that? Or, you know, like, like, cause I want it done a certain way. And at the end of the day, like you said, it really is about the kids. And so it's a lot to digest right. like 100%. It's 
a lot of juggling and balancing. But what I've learned, I know with my boyfriend is like, he is just constantly trying to make sure they're okay. I'm okay. The ex-wife is okay. So that we can all, you know what I mean? It's right, just like, yeah. it's like a balancing act. And I think that's a lot of pressure on them. And so not to excuse that this waiting, like I did, we did have to have a lot of come to Jesus conversations for me about like, Hey, I can be patient on certain things. Cause I understand like this is about the kids and like, we need to do the best thing for them. But I also am a participant in this relationship and I need to be treated like an equal, right. you know, like I need to have a say, I need to at least be, be heard. Yeah. Be heard. Like I can't just be this like person who's constantly trying to make y'all's lives easier without well, the same sort of respect. Until you become that you're, uh, you're, kind of a burden or at least seen as a burden so it's yeah. like until your your voice is added to the conversation in a real way like you are this like thorn in the side of the situation well because and the way to fix it is just to be like let's all be adults here right and figure out the best path forward well and also like if you're if you're to the point where you're engaged like you really do should have a say in like not necessarily being like, you need to say this to her right now. But like, y'all need to be, in my opinion, having conversations about what makes you comfortable too. Like, right. because you're to the point of you're about to marry this person. Like, right. you are about to be a part of the family. Like, on paper. Yeah. You know? like even The court if, is about to get involved. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I feel like, you know, in our, in our situation, like, we've all gotten to a better place of working together and like, all of that stuff. But you like, even did like olive branch shit that was like out of your comfort zone, but you knew that you had to do it at some point. Right. And I'm happy. Yeah, like I like worked I think, out because I think everyone's trying to do that, right. you know, and in our situation, luckily, but, um, it just doesn't make it, it doesn't make it like any easier all the time. Like you really do have to like put on your big girl panties and be like, okay, this is not, and don't poop them. Yeah. Don't poop them. <laughs> this isn't what I necessarily want to be doing, but this is the best thing for right. the kids. And so anyway, but I also had to find my voice in that too, because there's a lot of the other voices because there's so many things to juggle. Right, and so right. you just have to be able to have your say. So my advice to Billy would be, in a calm adult manner, approach the conversation of like, Hey, this isn't working for me. And to be able to move forward in this for me, I need this to be communicated. Like, can we come up with a plan of when that's going to happen? Like lay out a plan that does not like go do it right now. Like, right. you know, talk to him openly well, about setting an, up a timeline. Acknowledge that you recognize that it's about the kid because uh, that's a very good point and help come up. Yeah. Help come up with the plan. Be like, I want to love your kid too. Right. You know, like I want to give him a home where he's, when he's not with his mom, you know, yeah. like this needs to feel like a home to him. And if I'm some foreign creature to him, it's never going to feel that way. Right. You know? Right. I, yeah, I think, yeah. Kids. I mean, it's so complicated with kids. I don't even have them. Like it's a lot. It's, yeah. It's a, I mean, there's so much of an upside, which is what makes right. it all worth it. But um, yeah, it's a lot. And especially with, I mean, a baby mama and an ex-wife. Oh, mm -hmm. Lord. Oh, God. <laughs> That's Lord. a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot to juggle. Yeah. Um, there was one more thing I was... Oh, uh, the sad part to me is he hasn't gotten to see his kid in like a year. But so wait, I hope let's, that gets let's worked go back. out too. I want to go back to one point too. Like, it sounds like there are trust issues. And, you know, like this is a baby mama. So I don't know, like, was this child born out of, you know, 
him cheating on his last wife. Oh, like, no. yeah, I don't know what that timeline the is. There, there should know. be some de- there. There are details that we just don't know. But, um, you know, to me, it sounds like he is just trying to keep the peace and it doesn't sound like he's being sketchy. But if there is that piece of sure. information that we don't have where he this child was born out of cheating, then maybe she's got a point where yeah. it's hard for her to really trust him. But then again, have the conversation, be adults. And well, the other thing I've learned is like, if you are going to marry or be in a relationship with someone who has like an ex that's in the picture in some capacity, like jealousy has to go out the window yeah. with that. Like, it's just like, even if, cause they're going to have to communicate if there's kids involved, yeah. like they just are. And so you just can't that like, it's a odd way to be in a relationship. I don't think if you've ever done it, like, or if you've never done it, it is bizarre. Cause you're like, wait, what? You know, like the ex is just there, which isn't typical of a relationship, but it's workable. And I do think it's very common with men to just be trying to keep the peace into women because we're, we operate just a little bit differently. We over communicate things. Whereas guys are just like, I'm just going to handle this and I'm going to put this and I'm going to, you know, like they just right. like think that they have it all figured out. And instead of communicating, they're just doing it behind the scenes. They forget the about the emotion of it a lot too, well, which then yeah. when you, when they fuck something up, and the emotions follow, then, then you have to deal off. with that fallout. Yeah. yeah. So I think communication is key here. And especially in situations where there's a mixed family, like you just have to constantly be communicating. And also you have to just kind of take yourself out of it for a second and remember it's about the kids. Yeah. 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 Anyway, good luck, Billy. Keep us posted. You guys keep the emails coming. I'm back into the long emails. Okay. Like, yeah, I mean, we cool. just need that was them. A good one. I mean, it was, it's just, it's, you need the details. Mm-hmm. So sorry about my vent again. I'm going to keep that to myself next time. <laughs> Just remind me not to drink one of those slim fast drinks before you read the next long email. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to make it through like the first thing. You're like, well, slim fast was going to do an ad buy with us, <laughs> yeah, but right. not anymore. Not anymore. We're like, slim fast makes you shit your pants. Well, maybe they should prove that it's, you know, that was a one-off thing. Send me some of those well, drinks. Well, maybe that's how you get skinny drinking slim fast. Yes. You just shit all the time. Yeah. Shit fast. <laughs> Shit fast. Oh my God. Mm. Anyway, uh, you guys keep the emails coming to at casual at velvetsedge.com or you can slide into my DMs at Velvet's Edge on Instagram. Chip is at Chip Dorsch. Do you want to spell it? I feel no, like you're I'll eager spell to spell it. it. C-H-I-P-D-O-R-S-C-H. That was a different cadence than you usually do. You're usually like C-H-I-P-D-O-R-S-C-H. Wait, yeah, did I spell yeah. it? You spelled it right. <laughs> that was hard. It's tough because a lot of people hear me say F when I say S. On what? So often, oh, like, if dwarf. I'm, like, on, like, yeah, it's, like, D-R-S as in Sam, C-H is how right. I know Right. Chip Dorsch. Yeah. Dorsch. Or you can just call him Frank. Yeah, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll be back next week with an all-new Act Casual. Thank you guys so much for listening. And always remember. Act Casual. Bye. Bye. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. 
brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.